0: It's that time of the week again, the gift of gaming podcast. Hope you're all ready for a little talk on strategy. It's me, your host, Darren Wade, and today I'm joined by the PC playing console hating Canadian <laughs> himself, Chris <laughs> Robbins. Chris? Chris?
1: uh hey how did i get the console Hayden part i i because I, I own a switch I, like i have consoles
0: yeah yeah but, you know but it, it's a, it rhymes really well okay know?
1: all right you know what for the content and you're the pc guy for the content i will accept it cool. yeah, okay
0: and that's that's you forever you hate consoles forever that's you <laughs> okay that's you if right. anybody asks you yep. still hate consoles and today also joining us for the first time on the show Column nolan himself Column, how are you
2: I'm fantastic, Darren. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course, of course. You are the strategist, uh, which leads me on to what this week's episode is. We're going to talk about a little thing called the genre corner. Where we'll, every now and then we'll just talk about a certain genre in video games that we love to play. And this week we're talking strategy. But before I get into that, fellas, before we get into the nitty-gritty of tactics and strategy and all that real-time bullshit, let's talk about some housekeeping, some things, some up-and-coming things. The listeners will be pleased to know... Then I don't have to just send us an email anymore. That's right, I finally did it. I set up a Twitter. I have no idea how it works, <laughs> yeah, you, but you can tweet me, tweet us at Gift of Gaming Pod. Uh, and I think that's what you do. I think people just add yeah. me, yeah. tweet yeah. me, add me, <laughs> at us. Yeah, just add us at the Gift of Gaming Pod. Or no, sorry, there's no the. It's just, oh wait. No, there's no the. Yeah. It's just <laughs> at Gift of Gaming Pod. Yeah, so you can tweet yes, us. You don't yes. have to email us anymore. You can tweet us now. And also, <laughs> We set up the Patreon page, right? So I know, you know, we were doing the post show last week. We were kind of a little bit like, y'all give us your lunch money, whatever else. But legitimately, this helps us to pay off all this stuff that we've put together for the podcast to help us make better content. So for the cost of a coffee a month, fellas, mm. people can hit us up on our Patreon and they'll get access to our bonus shows and our post shows. they gonna access to an exclusive community on Discord. Which I might leave in your hands, Chris. But we'll <laughs> <Okay>. see. <laughs> oh, is that?
1: Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if. Okay, I'm taking responsibility for that. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't mean to put you on the spot. Yeah. But no, no, that's yeah. fine. I that's don't know fine. how Discord works. So I have Discord crazy. open like 90% of the time. I'm at my. So y- if you
0: hop onto our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the gift of gaming, you can chat to Chris. On Discord, because he'll be there 90% of the time. <laughs> and also... as a 90%
1: of the time when I'm using my personal computer. <laughs> okay, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We have plenty of time for, for chitter chat. And the last thing is we'll also give a shout out to anybody who becomes a patron on our next show. So if you join... Scallywags, 1974. Wherever your name, username might be, we'll give you a shout out. We'll let you know. I don't know why I went for Scallywags, but but there I it is. I thought that was a
2: real person. I was <laughs> just like, who is this? What this is our first
0: patron, Scallywags. No, that's that's a lie. So uh, what else have we got on other other bits and pieces? Okay, so Games Club. Um, and I don't, I mean, Colm, you'll definitely be on our Games Club episode, talking about Hogwarts Legacy, I'm assuming. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you you put some that. serious errors into that so far. I
2: did. I actually, I got sick as the game came out. I, like, I had the pre-release, so I had three days worth of pre-release gaming. Oh, I didn't yeah. use it at all. <laughs> and then I got sick and I was out of action for a week straight. So yeah. I just had that entire mm-hmm. time putting shifts into playing the game.
1: Wonderful when things like that line up. Oh, oh it man. Good. It was good.
0: When they... Line up inverted commas and making those inverted <laughs> commas thing, but no, that was that was sweet. So the games club thing will be happening uh, sometime in March. Uh, we still have to get the the cogs in order to see who's coming on, but I know myself and Colin will definitely be there. Uh, Kev will probably hop on. He's a he's a Hogwarts fanatic.
1: Uh, I think Craig is pretty interested. He's and, already been taking down notes. Okay, so, okay, yeah.
0: sweet, sweet. So that'll be the that'll be the the foursome. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. So that's that's up and coming a thing to look forward to. So if you are also playing. Hogwarts Legacy listeners out there, uh, make sure to, to catch up. We have some of us have finished it, some of us have not. I myself am, I would say, like maybe 40 to 50% through the game. So not very far. But uh, yeah, so we'll kind of do our, uh, our own review on what we've enjoyed thus far. We'll kind of keep it relatively spoiler free for those still playing it, but we'll, we'll get into the nitty gritty of it. And I think that, oh yeah, and we're a little bit late this time around, but our March or February news episode will be next week. And to kick us off, Colm and Chris, I'd like to wish you guys a happy Pokemon Day. Pokemon Day. February twenty seventh. It's officially Pokemon Day. Is it Pokemon Day? Pokemon release, Japanese release. I think Japanese release. So red and blue over in Japan, I would assume. So yeah. 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 So we red and
1: green in Japan, wasn't it?
0: Oh yeah, we never got that here. Yeah. Yeah, so it's Pokemon Day. So, uh, you know, hip, hip, hooray for all that time we play Pokemon. All those Snorlax
2: fans out there, I I love you. I (laughs) see you.
0: (laughs) I see you, my boy. Uh, Yeah, so this is, here's, we're going to ruin the secret, ruin the mystery now. Uh, February 27th is uh, Pokemon Day, but you'll notice you'll be listening to this at the very earliest on March 1st. That's because I don't do this live. <laughs> we don't have the time to do this live. And I need a couple of days to, uh, to edit. So uh, if you're listening to this, happy... I hope you enjoyed your Pokemon day and you Ooh. played some Pokemon two days ago. Mm. Oh, look at that. I have a future. <laughs> so this week's episode, we kind of said we'd get into talking about strategy games. Because, you know, we ourselves, in our spare time, spend a lot of time talking about strategy games. Mm. Things we like about them, ones we like, ones we maybe don't like. And I kind of thought I'd hit it off with maybe Chris... Do you want to take us away? I, question I have to you on strategy games. When I say strategy games, what's the first strategy game that comes to your mind?
1: Okay, you- the absolute first uh, would be a tie between uh, the StarCraft and the WarCraft. I mean, I both came from the same company, but in my opinion, we're like the forefathers of the RTS genre. So, or at least really popularized them. So that always comes to my mind when it comes, when I, think Of strategy games, I mean,
0: when you say Warcraft, you're not talking about World of Warcraft, no, of, of course, course not. not. Okay, no, well, because no, I'm not familiar with Warcraft.
1: Genre. Uh, yeah, Warcraft is like uh, your years, years and years before World of Warcraft came out, it was originally an RTS Warcraft 1, 2, and 3. They were very good. Uh, first one was just orcs and humans, uh, second one was an improvement on that, and then the third one introduced a lot more, uh in-depth story and other races too like you had your night elves and your undead
0: so for the which for the nerds us out there we could sink our teeth into that I'm yeah sorry. it sorry.
1: was uh it was a fantastic game back in the day still holds up well too but uh they've really with the uh, warcraft specifically they really released a remastered version which kind of they kind of fucked things up with the, uh, the older one because they kind of joined the two servers so they could play um, together, but they made some quality of life, quote unquote, uh, improvements that actually made the online experience a lot worse. Yeah. Um, so that's unfortunate. But.
0: And Colin, what about you? I say strategy to you. What's the first game that comes to your head? i just immediately
2: think of westwood studios so like for me like growing up i was like 91 born so growing up i would have been in the prime of like uh, red alert command and conquer and age of empires now age of empires is different but between command and conquer and age of empires 100 percent yeah uh but my first like i would like to talk about age of empires too but my first experience was with the first age of empires and like even like little things before like i would have been pretty young back then so I got more kicks out of like just doing the create your own scenario kind of thing and just building <laughs> maps and just being like, "Oh, well, this is a nice little town yeah, over here." You know, spending a bit of time in <laughs> yeah. peace and quiet here. Yeah, and there was like little cheats you could get in the game that would be one. I can't remember the exact code Uh-oh. you'd input, but you get like a cheater or something like that that would shoot missiles. It was, just like, <laughs> oh that was just, like a fun. This memory. is
0: so this is one thing that I really we really need to do as an episode is the greatest cheat codes. Oh so yeah, oh yeah, across. that's a good you know, idea because we here, like yeah. I think in one of the last episodes we talked about someone talked about some amazing cheat up up down
1: down left right left right a b. Is that the classic? Is that the, the Contra code? <laughs> start, start selecting there too?
2: Oh, Get God, rid of the play. police in
1: Grand Theft Auto. That was <laughs> just, you know, you needed
2: to know that Save it, fellas. Save, it, okay. save the content. Save the <laughs>
0: content for the actual episode. So I think, Colin, might be on the same vein as you where Command & Conquer would have been the game that I would have fr- been my first introduction to strategy. And what annoyed me about that game was, not annoyed me, what I loved about that game, but annoyed my brothers, let's say, is that I would spend the entire time I just love base building. Yeah. I love base building and I'd set up little walls with pillboxes and I'd never, I'd never leave. I'd never <laughs> leave to go attack the other guys unless they were like they'd sent their whole army at me and they were destroyed and then I'd make a move. But I used to just you yeah. know, batten down the hatches yeah. make my base look nice, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: it was Four great. rows of Tesla coils guarding everything. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I was allies,
0: man. No, so no Tesla coils
2: for me. That was oh, a Soviet really? thing, right? The Soviets yeah. were great. Uh, in the later games you had prism towers but in the first Red Alert I think you just had pillboxes. Yeah. It was really... I mean, they looked very cool, but they were
0: not very effective. I think I used to be so into that game in terms of the design of it as well, is that you would build, like, the the barracks or the power plant, and Mm -hmm. then I would delete them, but I think the dirt... Area would still stay on the map, possibly if I remember correctly. So I used to do that to make paths. When I had loads of money, <laughs> I'd make loads of power plants and delete them, so I have like a little little dirt path going through my 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 city, quote unquote. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I think Command and Conquer. Well, I mean, we're here now. Chris, have you ever played Command and Conquer? Command and
1: Conquer. Uh, I played a ton of it actually, and uh, oddly enough, I played it on th- on PlayStation One. So a console. The Indeed. things that you hate. okay yes i hate consoles consoles. it was very painful for me to do that no this is before i even had a uh, personal computer i mean me and my buddies were about like somewhere in the 10 to 12 year old range and we got command and conquer red alert retaliation
0: yes the one i had yeah
1: two copies of it two tvs two playstations and we'd
0: do the network
1: cable connection and play against each other nice and looking back, like I had a great time. We'd be in like different rooms, or the TVs would be like uh, facing away from each other, so we couldn't like screen look and cheat. And we had a great time doing this. But like looking back, I don't know how I ever played RTS with a game controller. It just doesn't make sense. In PlayStation my head One as well, so no real. Yeah, analog, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. No yeah just up down left yeah. right, like yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know how I did that, but we had fun. It was a great time. Plenty all nighters, just like knocking back uh, all sorts of Coca-Cola and candy and just <laughs> staying up all night trying to kill We it had a.
0: Uh, it was the cruelest thing, but I had my, my god brother um, would have come up to the house, and he was a good few years younger than us. And I think this is... Because you'd often trick him into thinking he, he was playing some multiplayer games with us, and he never really was, you know? But we used to take the PlayStation 1 or 2 controller, and we'd used to, instead of plugging it into the PlayStation, i just put it in the top drawer of the unit and close that. And then tell him he was playing. And you could get away with that in certain games, but I even tried it with Command and Conquer. So he couldn't even see his. I was like, no, you're the red team. but, like, you're doing great. And he'd be like, okay, cool. But then he couldn't see anything that was happening. So he'd just be there pressing loads of buttons. I'd be like, hey, how am I doing? And I'd just fly the screen up to the top left corner and be like, look at your base. You're doing great. And leave me alone while I'm playing Command (laughs) and Conquer. (laughs) You're an awful person. (laughs) I know. That was was pretty bad. That was my worst. I told told his mother I did that a couple of years ago and she was not best pleased. I was like, we all got along. We spent time together. That was the important thing. but uh was it Red Alert or Retaliation that had the um the ant campaign?
1: Oh, we never played the campaign. We just went straight to multiplayer. Is that so. a thing
0: where you fought against the ants? Giant ants? not sure. I remember Tiberium oh. some the
2: kind of factions there, so I don't think any of them were ants. Oh my so it god, might have been man, retaliation. is
1: this um was I don't know. I, I remember what you're talking about, actually. It's ringing some bells. I don't think it was Red Alert retaliation because
0: you Because you kind of, you started off in a, um uh, in a base, kind of was like, you know, felt like it was indoors in this kind of industrial thing, and you you had a team, just like a team of a couple of infantry, a Tanya, whatever else, and they would, you'd run them around trying to shoot these ants and getting through this kind of pre-made level, which is very not the norm, Command and Conquer, um. Oh God! I'm hope I'm I'm hope I'm right. If I'm wrong, there tweet us because uh-huh. you can do that now. Where at Gift of Gaming Pod? There's no the there and is. there's no cast. Um, um,
1: I'm seeing Command and Conquer Red Alert remastered, or they had ants. Uh, Counter Strike, Command and Conquer Red Alert, Counter Strike.
0: Okay, maybe it was Red Alert. I, I, as long as there were ants, as long as I wasn't dreaming, because mm. that was a pretty pretty vivid dream. <laughs> well, there <laughs> that's, were, that's the there case. was a
1: ton of Red Alerts. I don't like. It was kind of confusing. Red Alert was like the subgenre, and then there's like a bunch of sub-games under that. Like, mm-hmm. Retaliation was Red Alert, Retaliation, there was Red Alert, Counter-Strike, like... I, I think, just, I, um,
2: I looked into it there a while ago, and I remember seeing that after a while EA, I think it was after Yuri's Revenge, um, that was made by a bought-out team, um, so it wasn't the main Westwood studios, it was like Westwood Pacific, and then EA had bought out Westwood, and they basically delegated all their staff onto other projects. And basically, Westwood would like then start to fall apart just because of EA's involvement in As it. But like they do. everything, all everything that EA yeah. touches turns to poison. Yeah. yeah, and like all the kind of subset games, like they released. Remember the one that was like Renegade, which was like a first-person shooter, like no. Command and Conquer Renegade. No, I didn't it know. Oh they had a yeah, yeah. Shooter. Oh, it looked terrible. But basically, that was like you know EA's their kind first of involvement, mm. getting them back in there, and. Uh, it did super bad and looked super terrible. <laughs>
0: good, good. Yeah. So they ruined another genre, another another franchise, I should say. That's really early days as well. So like you know, they got the history, <laughs> <And they're> still <laughs> doing it. This so yeah, Command and, and Conquer was it was a good one. Um again, I think uh, playing that game, uh, an interesting part to talk about for that would have been the um, the campaign. Like so, we ha- they had yeah. the interesting cutscenes, which we would never have been introduced to before at all. Yeah. Which was like motion those live, kind of those stuff, motion, wasn't but it? they were like live actors doing yeah. scenes yeah, and yeah. famous actors as well like there's
2: one or two like the president of the united states in Reddler 2 is like a very famous actor he's in um oh i'd have to google him and i'll tell you his name after uh or i'll do it like in the next little while but yeah. uh you also have remember in ace ventura pet detective yeah he's the guy who uh is having the party he has the like shark in his yes uh, that famous guy he's is the yuri. president no he's yuri Oh, he's sorry. of course. He, he's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like the psychic evil guy, and he's really hamming it up, and he's fantastic. And yeah. like, I think even in the third one, then they brought in Tim Curry, and he's just
1: fantastic. He, he oh yeah, Tim that's Curry. right. I remember those cutscenes being pretty campy too. No, oh, they yeah. were they were so hammy. <laughs> like
0: they were really like. I mean, you've got like movies, and you've got theater, yeah. and you've got Command and Conquer cutscenes, <laughs> like yeah, you know, like, for hamming it up. In the late nineties, like I mean graphics
2: was terrible so it was a great choice for them to put that into and, because I was like this is amazing yeah, yeah. I was in it this? I was
0: sucked in it's, it was that kind of first mix of like you know and again I would have said to you on plenty of the podcast before Chris I'm all about the narrative but like that's how you sell it to me get people in a panic room you know or a strategy room a war room like talking about what you got to do next because they looked at you didn't they looked at the, at the screen as yeah, if like the they're talking directly to you AI yeah AI. yeah yeah that was, that was great Command & Conquer what a great game so one of the ones that you mentioned Colin, that we actually ventured into recently well I said recently it was during the pandemic, you and me were playing some online Age of Empires too. Oh
2: of course, yeah. The best one.
0: Yeah. The best one by a long shot. And it was it was funny because it's it's one of those games that's so because, you know, with Command and Conquer the only thing that you have to get in that is the kind of, you got... The ore. The ore.
2: You can also take, like, certain buildings that will maybe generate you money over time or even, like, give you the uh, ability to, like, get, like, paratroopers or something small like that, Yeah,
0: whereas... So that was the only kind of collection of resources in that, but I think Age of Empires 2 was the first, my first experience into a strategy game where you multi resources are
2: required yeah. and you really got a strategy not strategize like obviously it's a strategy game and you could just like if you're playing on easy difficulty you could just like take your time build your settlement People can attack you and just be like, "Yeah, come at me!" I'll just like Which bend you, and me, you off. And you and me played a few games on hard and we kept re- we kept restarting it. I because think we, it was medium. I don't think it was hard. I think. Oh my I, god! Like like we did discuss this earlier. Me and Darren do like to kind of just like sit back, make sure our settlements are looking nice. We had a nice woodland area, and there was only two access points to get in, and we just basically got cornered and trapped and yeah. just yeah, like we absolutely obliterated.
0: Well. But I think that was for me going into like Age of Empires. I think that's the kind of the real kind of strategy games that I've yeah. definitely gone to love as time has gone on in mm. terms of uh, that whole resource collecting to build the things that you need oh. and, and that. Um, but that was really, really good. But one of the things I was frustrated by was that Age of Empires, being the game that it is, I could run Age of Empires 2 on my laptop because it's a crappy laptop, but Age of Empires 4 is out or coming out? Yeah, I think it uh, is. It's uh, out. I, it's think out. Out. I think it's out yeah, now. it yeah. for a bit. Yeah, uh, there's no way my laptop was playing that game. And mm. I would love to be able to play a new version of that because they look they look fantastic. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah and they're—it's uh, kind of surprising how like uh, resource-intensive those games can get. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. You probably want a bit more of a powerful computer,
0: but and um, stop playing consoles. That you hate so much? I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really. I'm really. I, I'm sorry, Chris. I'm really loud on this one. The guy doesn't mind consoles. Everybody. I mean, consoles, yes. Everybody. All right,
1: fine. Yeah, Stop playing your stupid little baby toys. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I want.
0: That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Okay. So I guess you know we've gone on to, You were kind of saying StarCraft, or Warcraft. Yeah.
1: Well, I barely touched on StarCraft. I yeah. played a ton of that, like back when it first came out. Um, my one friend the only one in our group that had a computer so we just go, all go to his place and take turns on the sitting around and playing somebody online or just like against bots but years later like sometime in my early 20s I made friends with a co-worker when I used to work in the at a hotel and he got me back into Starcraft well Starcraft brood war specifically it's the expansion but uh, since like the servers, were kind of dead by then. Like, they were still up. Battle.net still allowed you to connect and play. But the community was kind of dead. We He got me to install, like, a, well, I wouldn't say a private server, but another, like, public server where all the last, like, vestiges of players still existed for StarCraft. And it was called IC Cup. Nice and it was, yeah, it was just... Um, someone else hosted all like the online space and they you'd have to launch it through a separate launcher and like it would have all the like the anti-hacks and cheats running in the background but like that's where all like the people left playing the game still played and man i like i probably never won a single game on that server because they were just all so good by then and the problem too is like i have fun but game could go on for 20 minutes but you've technically You've already lost, lost in like the first 30 yeah. seconds because <laughs> they built this one thing faster than you did it's kind of <laughs>
0: it's kind of that, that that same uh frustrations that i had and then this isn't strategy and, and maybe i should be slapped on the wrist for talking about a game that's not strategy on the strategy episode but like when you're playing battle royales and things like that and you get that moment where you run, run around for 20 minutes oh, and I nothing happens and then someone just comes and kills you it's kind mm. of like oh did <laughs> i just waste 20 minutes but the kind of the same thing with starcraft you're just playing with people who are just way better than yeah. you. But there's so much to it as well. So
2: like you'll notice this with like um Age of Empires as well. Like there's like inputs to like deploy units to select certain types of units. Oh, and yeah. if you and don't know all of them and yeah. you play against either a hard AI or some kind of veteran who's been playing the game for ten exactly. Plus years. Exactly. Like they, they just, can
1: select whichever like uh, squadron they want just by hitting like the two key and like yeah. they know exactly where yeah. that is. I, it's like everything's hotkeyed and yeah. crazy. And it got even worse with uh I wouldn't say worse. Um, it actually got better, but, like, keeping up with it got way more challenging in StarCraft 2 because, yeah. like, there's all sorts of new, like, spells, I guess, like special commands for mm-hmm. uh, different units, and it was yeah.
2: brutally hard. Like, if you can keep that kind of system quite simplified, I think it works well. Like, uh, one thing i always loved about, like, Command & Conquer, especially Redler 2, it's just the, the Americans, like, or any kind of Allied Force troops, if you just press, like, the D button, the deploy button, they'll just, like, pack up a load of sandbags and like they get they're just defense they're offense everything just boosts and it looks really cool <laughs> wait which is in, in which game? in redler 2 so yeah, when yeah. you uh, when you like select a, a standard US or allied force unit and yeah. you can like you can either double click them and it'll give you a little icon you press that and he'll just deploy sandbags and he'll like bunker down Whereas uh-huh. if you just like select like a mass like ten, twenty of them, however amount, and just press deploy or D, uh, they'll all do that in unison. And like it's just nice to like, you know, point out a place from your bunker to like maybe a point that you wanna defend, send ten of them there, ten of them somewhere else, ten of them yeah. there, and then yeah. all at unison just deploy them and you're just like I don't have any power, but I'm safe. is yeah. you know? <laughs> just infantrymen, uh, but uh, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I think one that we can all, I think when we were chatting about sending each other you know, messages about what kind of strategy games we'd all be into, I kind of thinking moving away from, I suppose, the, the Starcraft and the Command & Conquer style of strategy would be moving to something like Final Fantasy Tactics. Final Fantasy, yeah. All, and we all
1: briefly played. touched on this the last episode I was on where we were shitting on um, turn-based a whole lot but the only way turn-based is still enjoyable to me is in the strategy kind of like game space yeah mm-hmm. so you the likes of Final Fantasy Tactics and even to an extent I guess like Civ um probably don't want to like jump right into Civ on this episode but definitely like Final Fantasy Tactics I'll even go back and play it uh, often I think I opened it up a week ago on my phone and so i new done Are you playing that a couple of times with the yeah. emulator? Yeah.
0: yeah. Are you guys t- on the emulator? Are you playing the original Final Fantasy Tactics, or are you playing Advance. the kind of the remake? The, uh, uh, the remake.
1: The the remake with the uh, two classes, two new classes, and the new dungeons and stuff. Question
2: for you, uh, Chris? Because I remember when I started replaying this months and months ago at this stage, um, I remember asking you, I was going to be like, oh, I'm going to play Final Fantasy Tactics. And you were said something to me and I was like, wait, I don't remember that. But you mentioned like one of the versions, maybe the earlier version was like card-based.
1: Is that? Card-based Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. I don't think that was me. I've never no. heard of that. I
0: might've said it, mentioned it to you, although this is a totally different kind of game, but the Marvel Midnight Suns, which I was very keen on playing, mm. is an XCOM game but fire axis and fire yeah. axis and that but it's it that has the card the
2: car, a card system
0: yeah which has been like kind of because uh, one of the things i did want to talk about on this episode is the kind of, the style of strategy games that we like. I mean, it's a
1: broad term, like, I mean, every game you play kind of has a bit of strategy to it, so. Like, so but I mean, we're talking line. about these- That's these... why it's a broad conversation, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be great. I mean, if you wanna help me narrow it down, Chris, we could try, you know, yeah. but I think in terms of when we're talking about those kind of games, like the Red Alert, the Final Fantasy Tactics, um, I suppose, we'll mention Civ, Civilization VI, which I'm a massive fan of, uh, Starcraft, Warcraft, all of those kind of ones, XCOM, that kind of style as well. Mm. Oh. To you guys, what is your kind of favorite style of that real-time strategy
1: there's a loaded question um because of my history uh i want to say rts um but these days i just like i said it's too competitive and i don't really have the time to get that good anymore. and are we are, are we saying league of legends is an rts if i were no j- j- just no just for me league legends and stuff like that is kind of it's classified as a moba which i don't even really know what stands for but That's just controlling one unit, and I think when it comes to, like, these type of strategy games, there's a bit of a macro involved where you have to, like, control multiple units. Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. need
2: a squad. Yeah,
1: yeah. So even, like, tactics uh, would fall into that because you at least have a few different units that you'd be controlling.
0: And I guess the lovable thing about tactics, and I think you and me talked about this, Chris, in the episode with the two of us. The job system.
1: (laughs) The perfected. Job system. No game has done it as good as Tactics since. Yeah. You reckon? Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy 4 was... Was it 4? It was close? What was the one? No, 5. 5 no, was close, was, but Tactics was the best.
0: And what in where... Excuse my ignorance, but where in the Final Fantasy history did Tactics fall? Was that like pre-4? Post-4? Uh,
1: no, that was around 7.
0: 7, okay. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, around okay. 7. Because I remember playing a version on... I think it was the, my Game Boy Advance. Maybe they might have had uh, the old one. But that game was Final
1: Fantasy Tactics Advance was a bit different. Not as good, but still. As
0: good, but sure. stupidly hard. Yep, stupidly hard. I mean, and like that was a game where I'd play on normal, been like, yeah, I got this, and be like, this this game is impossibly yeah. difficult, and to the point where, and this is what I think uh, younger Darren versus older Darren would mm. have. I I think I'd love to play. That you know, Final Fantasy Tactics advance now. Because mm-hmm. I think I can give that extra bit of time to stuff. Because I'm in the middle of playing Triangle Strategy right now. Still haven't finished it, Colin actually, funny oh. enough. I'm still kind of work my way through it. But I'm playing that game through, and that's really, really difficult. I have a bit
1: make. of FOMO about that game. But I. Oh, because, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're yeah. really missing out. And you are missing out because yeah. it,
0: <laughs> it is very, very good. Um, but that's the kind of thing where it is very tough. But I like taking the time to be like, you no, know, every—it's like chess. It's like the chess game. Yep. It's like every move I have to make is hugely important. So I'm gonna take my time here and do this, you know. Ooh. So you're kind of RTS. You're kind of that I, style. I would is say, your favorite.
1: yeah, I would say RTS. Although these days, if we're lumping Civ in here too, I, I do like that kind of
0: 4X genre too. Thank you for reminding me, because it's 4X is what Civ is called yeah. as, as a genre. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What about you, Colm? What is your your strategy, your, your go-to? What kind of style of strategy game is it?
2: Modern day, like what I'd like to play now is more along the lines of um, the likes of XCOM 2. So it'll be kind of grid-based. It's still turn-based. You can see your movement. Mm. You can kind of see these things, maybe based on your the terrain that you're on, like the tile that you're on that might boost or decrease your stats. The, like, So it usually would always fall into a squad-based dynamic. So you're going to have multiple kind of units that have different specialities. Mm-hmm. So like if you're always just playing the same game and you know you don't have too much difference between units, it'll become stale. But if you've got like a sniper, a grenade, a ranger... Mm-hmm. Uh, Every move
0: has a as a different like you're moving these people for certain reasons because yeah of what they're capable and you can
2: stack up on like one kind of unit that you want if you want to just like go and just start like tra- raining grenades onto the enemy yeah. like that's your prerogative and you go right ahead if you just want an elite pack of snipers you know like you can do that too uh, and i absolutely love that but along the vein of xcom too like one of the games that i got really into over covid was uh, wasteland 2 and now it's more of a tactical rpg but as soon as battle starts it goes into that same grid style kind of rpg where you position your units will affect your accuracy um like there's bleeding status effects and all these like different kind of things that come into play Uh, you can also invest into your character develop them so like certain people will be lock picks other people you know you can invest in shotguns assault rifles sniper rifles yeah like again really customize your playthrough based on how you upgrade your units and then in this game as well you've like same with XCOM 2 you've got permadeath, so you know like if you do something wrong it's like all right, am I going to reload this save from the beginning or am I going to accept this casualty and I'm a bit of a wuss when it comes to these games I hate losing a troop I'm just like well I'm just going to restart Rest this out. and if that happens too Chris many times I stop playing <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah so I think funny enough my one of my it's that's a great segue um, for this the permadeath thing one of my favorite styles of although I haven't played the newest one but I played three houses and that would have been In the Fire Emblem games. And what I love about those is the relationship building in those games because it helps create a story on the battlefield as well. So like I remember I had this um it was in the game with Crom and Lucina. I can't think of what that one's actually called on off the top of my head. Awakening, maybe? Awakening, yes. And they had a barbarian guy in that who I loved and uh I had gotten my you know my relationship to him up to a you know it was like you know so it's obviously based on like your your grade so a c relationship a b a and s and stuff so i got gotten him up to an a thing and he doesn't like me the whole way through so he was like oh you're not good enough to lead blah 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 to the point where i got him up to an a grade relationship and you know he's like you're i was wrong about you and you know <laughs> you're a, you're a good dude and yeah. so we go into this like it's, i think it's in the final three or four battles and we have to hold off At the bridge and i have the the lucina or crom playing and he's there and obviously if lucina or crom die i think it's it's automatic game over for certain Mm -hmm. characters and crom and this dude are on the bridge holding off the bridge and i'm i'm playing it to myself being like oh god i you know i can't leave crom here like I, i can't get these guys get past the bridge they're gonna flank me but i can't leave crom here so in my head i created this whole story was like, I'll hold them off here, Krom. You go, I'll save you, whatever. So he stays back there and holds them off and he's killing loads of guys. And I run away but like, no, I hope he survives. But he dies. And I had it on the normal standard difficulty where if they're dead, they're dead. They don't mm-hmm. come back. Like, that's it. And what was great was he died towards the end of the game. And it's, it's unfortunate because I think the way the games are designed, people don't, the characters in the game don't, generally speaking, react to a death. It's just that character's dead and gone mm-hmm. and no one talks about it. It's yeah. just the game isn't... Th- designed well enough to go to that level but playing that game and having him i had this whole thing in my head being like i'll never forget i mean i say i never forget this guy i can't remember his (laughs) name now but back then i was like i'll never forget this guy but that relationship building thing because each character had their own little mini story with your main character so while you're doing this amazing strategy game like these some of the fire emblem games are uh you have these stories to go like with it Little mini things that you're building up in your head which kind of creates a whole new way Mm -hmm. to play the game so i think for me strategy games it has to be a but well, not has to be but I love that relationship building side of it that, yeah. I mean like because you get these guys and there's another part of strategy where you're pairing them up side by side in battle because they give each other boosts and stats the more they get along and things like that so mm-hmm. yeah man I love love that shit give me some more of that actually I need to, <laughs> I need to go back to three houses because I, uh, well, I haven't finished that completely I uh, did oh, recently there play there's
1: so many other options out there though Like you could expand your palette a bit try some other strategy games
0: with relationships building things in them yeah hit me with one
1: Um, I think uh, Cyberpunk uh, Shadowrun there was relationship building in that wasn't there?
2: there probably is i i did play through the three of them uh, kind of recently but dialogue wise it didn't overly interest me i was just kind of like this is a fun game i like the idea of hacking into people and moving forward point uh, Shadow like one's adventure. kind of like an urban one with magic isn't it yeah uh, like an uh, urban think, setting uh, with like dnd world cyberpunk
1: oh man it's it's kind of confusing it's it's kind of like uh the cyberpunk world but also mixed well you got your orcs and your dragons yeah, and stuff okay, so like right, that D&D. So, D&D. it's <sighs> kind of yeah it's kind of like futuristic or near-future and I suppose. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's, like, hackers
2: and mothers and that kind of stuff, and, like, yeah. very much so. If you're going to do a job, you need to, like bring one of these hackers with you i was always
1: my main character was always the hacker oh
2: it's so like you can just get everything you know like yeah. if, if you're a, like i like to play like strategy games and stuff as well like if you've got the choice if you've got a sniper or like um, a locksmith or something like that like oh i always want to be that i want to be skulking around the background picking people off stealth killing maybe like you know getting some of these sweet items and
0: shit yeah <laughs> you know, play the shit out of that yeah. all about that yeah uh-huh. and i think when it comes to like setting as well as important in a strategy game and I think I, I know we could and I think we did say we would probably do a whole episode on 4X games but the idea of that growth and it's kind of why I love let's say Age of Empires because you're playing at a certain period in history yeah. but that idea of the progression through time in your story mm-hmm. of playing through a strategy game so like Civilization you play through oh it's you know it's the medieval or the renaissance or it's the ancient era all that kind of stuff and i i love that stuff but i have a problem playing those games it's like like with civ because my favorite um era is always An the older one stuff. yeah all yeah, the yeah. older stuff like i, I don't like, like death robots and whatever else i want people with like slings <laughs> mm. and rocks you know <laughs> knocking the heads off each like, other with those but i i can i really struggle to finish a full civ game because i love the the start of it and like discovering the map and yeah, you know yeah. and, and again as you said like when you're talking about um warcraft or starcraft the the idea that if you don't do something well enough at the beginning, your whole game could potentially be ruined. And like that, you could place one of your settlements in Civ thinking, oh, i got a good spot here. And 12 turns later, you uncover a bit of the map being like, oh, I should have settled there. Look at this place. <laughs> Look at the cotton and the diamond I could have <laughs> like, had here. So, and the
1: problem with Civ is that's not a 20-minute game or a 20 minutes you just threw away. That's like four hours or something. Oh man, that's more away. than four.
0: Like it's way more... Me and, me and Kev... Um, not kev has been on the co- podcast our, our friend kev who's living in new zealand currently we played cf we used to do local games when he was living here and our local games we never finished one and one went on for weeks and we would sit down for two three hours of, a, of an even and play through it but like two or three hours could be 12 turns the game is 500 yeah. you know what i mean like to finish it and when you're playing yeah. with someone unfortunately for me i think i'm a little bit quicker with my decision making i'm a little bit like snap snap decision making oh my god this kev Kev, if you're listening, man, you take way too long <laughs> when you play <laughs> I can't. Really, like, Speed it up, up Kev. Of... Speed it up. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess kind of one of the questions I had for you guys was strategy games taking in what you kind of, as your favorite kind of type of strategy game. And I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but if you could pick any type of story, be it like a, an anime series or a movie or a franchise that doesn't exist in a strategy game, what would you pull what like what would you take into a strategy game?
2: I'll take this one just because it literally just popped into my head and I nice. was like, you know what, that would be pretty badass. Uh, I'm pretty sure you just have, but have you seen the movie Starship Troopers? Yes. <laughs> How <laughs> yes. goddamn good would a Starship Troopers strategy game be like, in the form of like XCOM or something? Yeah, like I mean, like it could be anything. It could be XCOM. You could even go down the route of like uh, Age of Empires or something like that, like RTS style, like just yeah. moving yeah. forward and then you just uncover a bug hive or whatever. But yeah, like I think you could definitely go down the route of. um starship troopers starship troopers xcom esque style you know like uh they'd probably have to invent brand new bugs like that take humanoid shape so that you don't feel like you're always just slaughtering (laughs) (laughs) uh, some species that you're like they might be the good guys (laughs) (laughs) am i the bad guy am i a fascist
1: (laughs) you could main uh terran in starcraft and only fight zerg players just is kind of like the Marines against the bugs. Yeah, it's almost the the same. Yeah. I mean, I know
0: I'm putting you on the spot here, Chris. But is there a? Is there yeah, a... super
1: on the spot. Um, you know what? Uh, Pokemon RTS. <laughs> just send in well, like yeah yeah Are they all yeah, ready just, kind yeah. of strategy? Yeah. Uh, they they have a Moba. Um, Pokemon. Oh God, what is Unite? It? Pokemon Unite. Yeah, it was it was alright. I played it a lot in Canada because I needed something to do, but. <laughs> So what, it wasn't great.
0: What style? Like, you're taking the Pokemon. What I'm style? talking, like,
1: RTS. So you got, like, a bunch of, like, Snorlaxes blocking the way and like of your base. And then you just, like, flank your enemies with, like, a squad of Pikachus and just zap them. <laughs>
0: it's, it's Pikachus and rocks. <laughs> just Pikachus and rocks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the kind of thing, like, I loved about uh, playing Command and & Conquer and that when you were setting up your base and things. I used to have, because I'm w- I so OCD about certain things. And, like, you know, when you, you, you especially in those older games, when you hovered and you highlighted a group of tanks and you wanted to move them and they all just move all sorts of mad directions. I used to line them up perfectly to like, you know, and that would take fucking ages. I'm like, I should really be playing the game here instead of like, I'm just lining up tanks or whatever. But that kind of stuff in in, in, in all games. I think for me, if I were to do, I think I'd love a Command and Conquer style of game. I'm just trying to think, I'd love something like, it's hard to do because Command and Conquer is these kind of armies, but I'd love like an Avengers, like a Marvel in that vein, but there, there are too many individuals, yeah. I think, in that. So you'd have to have like that. That would fall into like the XCOM thing well, if you were to do. it. I mean, Midnight Suns exists, but
2: yeah, but it's also a card game. Like, yeah. th- they had a really Boo. cool concept, and I'm not like shit hey, on man. card games or whatever because yeah. some of them would been great. <laughs> Final Fantasy 8, you know, like best card game Slave ever. ever but in a tactical situation, <laughs> I don't know if it's like it's the same as equipping, like materia or some kind of like ability, whatever. But it also kind of takes you out of it. Like it just means that when you're back at your base before you go out on the mission, you do have to like take more into account, like your, what your ability is equipped and stuff like that. So yeah. I mean, I guess I don't mind that. Like if it wasn't a card, if it was just
0: like an kind of like RPG kind of yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, style. Yeah, like yeah. I'm
2: fine with that. But when you start talking about cards, I'm just like that's not my kind of game
0: <laughs> yeah because it's the and the card game is because midnight suns i'm a massive as you guys know massive marvel fan uh massive avengers fan a massive captain america fan mm. uh and midnight suns i saw that they have like you know captain, uh, in, the, uh, in all the trailers they had a very select you know group of uh marvel characters and i was like oh they're not they're not picking captain america but he's in it and he's got a dope costume like he looks class because he's in that that midnight suns mm-hmm. uh rig out but it's a card game, and I'm not, Chris. I'm not ragging on card games. I'm not. I'm not doing that. But I think for me, the card game takes me way out mm. of the immersion, yeah. for whatever reason. I feel like I'm actually just like playing a top down, as opposed to like I'm not Crom saying goodbye to my barbarian friend anymore. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, oh, this card will make me do this, and this card will make that guy attack that guy. And I think card versions. Like, don't get me wrong, they're hugely successful, but not for me.
1: Card games are purely for just like, so somebody who just wants to play a game they don't want that immersion or they they don't want the narrative or story
0: mm-hmm. yeah they're just yeah. in it for the in it for the for the fights a- any other any other um strategy games of of note guys that you want to well,
1: we did briefly touch on uh, uh shadow run there which is nice because you're actually i think Think the only person I know that, besides myself, that has played Shadowrun games. Well, I only played them based on your recommendations. So, oh, that's that right. is basically yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Um, your influence, your sphere of influence, is improving. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know? yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, another one I wanted to touch in a bit was because I'm a huge fan of roguelikes. Any regular listener to the show would know that. Um, Into the Breach was played a it. fantastic game and it wasn't as like large scale as some of these other games no. or as fast paced but it was a lot more methodical and like every little single action you mm-hmm. took had a huge impact or you just you fucked it up and you you know they destroyed the city Big right? time, and it can yeah.
2: happen in one turn just yep. like that like everything just upended and you had absolutely everything going perfect right beforehand yeah
1: yeah, such a good game. Frustratingly hard, though. That was another one, like, with the permadeath. Like, I quit and restarted that one mm-hmm. very often.
0: And are they individual characters? Is that, like, a bit of a Fire Emblem permadeath? You've got a certain S- a sp- team of Yeah, you individuals. Would have a,
2: a Ye- squad of three. Um, yeah. And basically, at the beginning of the game, you only have access to one mech group. I think they're called the Rusty Mechs or something like yeah. that. And they're just, like, kind of crap, but, like, you can clear the game with them mm-hmm. and then what you do is as you uh, clear through the missions you might unlock like kind of currency that you can use to then buy future um squads or like units yeah the downside to this and that's one thing i didn't like about the game is when you go to buy a unit and like get a new tier of like units to use on your next playthrough they're all blacked out so you don't know what you're getting so it's kind of like a lucky yeah. day <laughs> but some of them are really good and yeah. some of them are really shit and yeah. it's just like well, I've just used four currency points that took me ages to get to get and a squad nothing. that I will never fucking use. It was now. the
0: early, early loot boxes, gentlemen, although it was in-game. So well, was yeah, you weren't paying for but these. But it was the beginning of yeah. the yeah. you know? game. But
2: like when it came, that was just that element of it. When it came down to the actual like gameplay, like it's totally different from a standard. Like, you know, like if you're playing Age of Empires or we're talking about Civ or you're playing for like possibly six hours. Is that like a overstatement, or understatement?
1: Six, or Civ?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, easily. Like easily, you could. Okay, yeah. Could. Oh, do you mean yes. like a, a single game in Civ? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, you were you not getting it done in six hours. Yeah, yeah well, I okay, mean, you can.
1: You can.
2: Yeah. You can clear you this game can. within 20 minutes, but the thing is, every level has like a maximum of four or five turns. So like right from the get-go, you're on the defensive and it's like some missions aren't about like trying to defeat the enemy. They're actually about just don't let them totally wipe you out. And that's all you have to do for five turns is just not get wrecked. Mm, Uh
1: Protect this building. Um, don't lose too many casual... Like, every time they attack a building, like, people will die. So it's like, don't and lose too many casualties.
2: I, I don't know if you've played it a lot, but essentially it's just Pacific Rim, the real-time strategy game. No, no, not <laughs> real-time. It's the, uh,
1: what would you call it? Like, turn-based, turn-based strategy, strategy Turn-based strategy. But yeah. roguelike. Yeah. So every run you do is it's different. And you different. pick
2: up different items and different yeah. characters you can find and like, uh, time pods that just, like, randomly appear, and they might have, like, a fuel reactor that helps you upgrade your unit, or it might have, like... Um, like uh, a mech pilot from a different timeline who's coming in to help you. And graphically,
0: are we top-down? It's top-down. Yeah, like top-down yeah, Like kind of isometric, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Yeah, because yeah. isometric would be cool. Yeah, yeah, because I was only thinking, I watched the trailer for the game, which is kind of like a a weird wait it, This Into the Breach, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the intro to the game, which doesn't actually show what it looks like. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, yeah, um, yeah. Was, was, did, did this
2: game come out before or after pacific rim because i like there is so many videos like <laughs> when i was playing pacific it rim, i was it just thinking copy. i'm playing
0: pacific rim and i was like this is pretty cool you know like yeah, yeah. It was,
1: yeah that's I i don't actually know it's a tough call yeah we'd have to look that up
0: hey, if you, anyone knows you can yeah. email us at the at gmail.com or if you feel like getting modern with us drop the there and the cast and you yeah. can tweet us at the Gift of Game... No, <laughs> yeah, God damn it. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Reverse. You can tweet us at Gift of Gaming Pod. There we go. Because The Gift of Gaming was taken. The Gift of Gaming Podcast was taken. I mean, you'd swear Twitter had been around for ages, and we're only getting to it now, and yeah. all these names are taken. Well, there you go. I hate <laughs> social media. I'm going to be awful at this. I'm going to be so bad at this. Uh, uh, one. That while,
1: I- while we're on the subject of Into the Breach, though, I just want to make a quick nod to uh, the development company, Subset Games. They also made another strategy game, it's a far cry different than everything else we've talked about, but it's called FTL or faster than light. Okay. It is very similar in like the, the graphic quality isn't the greatest, but it, it's just like base management, but you're managing a ship. So you have all these units that kind of like control like either the guns or the, the engine or the weapon system. And it's a roguelike too, where you kind of like choose where you go, like kind of like the old Starcraft game or yeah. sorry star fox games where you just kind of like click on a map which planet you go to but uh that one i got super addicted to and it's brutally hard but a lot of fun and very much a strategy game too
0: and you're you're kind of into that though you're 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 a, a bloodborne souls type of gamer you oh, like you like the, 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 the tricky
1: bloodborne and like Ed the souls series elden ring none of them hold a candle to the difficulty of these games though even into the breach i would say is more difficult than Dark Souls. Like, any roguelike has the potential to be more difficult than mm.
2: Souls. But the scale of, like, Dark Souls would be just, like... You know, it could be something really annoying, as in the first game, you go into Town and you just go through, like, a poisonous swamp, and you just decide <laughs> yeah, they, that you they will had, never
1: some, play this game again. Yeah, they yeah, definitely yeah. had some fuck you moments in yeah. Dark Souls where... They, they tried to make you quit. Mm-hmm.
0: I think there was one guy that summed up that because I was never a Souls player and I know we're getting a little bit off topic here but there was uh, one video I saw and it was the San Francisco Comic Con years ago and uh, some guy dressed up as the knight from Dark Souls, I guess. And all he did was walk around the convention and when he came up to anybody he would just roll like dogs roll around <laughs> yeah, them yeah. never uh-huh. spoke to anybody never said anything they just walk up to people and just roll around <laughs> them afraid and then get up and walk away and i was like yeah, that guy knows it. that guy gets it like you know uh, one game i didn't actually it's only just come to me now because i i touched on it in a previous show and uh it's not a game that i ever got into our friend uh andy would be big into these he's always tried to convince me to play any of the total war games but i saw there was a total war um three kingdoms and I think I might have mentioned it before that the Three Kingdoms era of China is a part of history that I'm fascinated with. I played all of the Dynasty Warriors games yep. when I was in school, oh, yeah, all I my projects. This, yeah. But I've been in, been playing into it, and I think for me, uh, from a depth perspective, in terms of the levels of things you have to consider in that game, it's overwhelming for me at the minute, because again, I'm not used to playing games on PCs, laptops. There's like, there's so many boxes for me to, to look at. But that game is, and because like, it looks great. The characters, like historical characters that I know and love, but the strategy involved in it like you're going into like lay siege to a to a city but like how do i get in and attack people in these in these streets you know with my crossbow man my archers my cavalry who do i send in first who's good against what that game for me has been a real kind of like breath of fresh air for strategy games because i think i got a lot into those you know top-down geometric uh or just like grid based mm-hmm. XCOM, fire emblem all those kind of things some fancy tactics i've been playing those for Years and I've never touched a total war thing where you're marching an army again. It's kind of like a very modern version of Command and Conquer, I guess, in the mm-hmm. same kind of style. But that game, in terms of its depth, because you are there's like a, a skill tree. There's like different um, different leaders that you can hire are specialists in cavalry. They're specialists in crossbow and all that type of stuff. And I need them. I'm looking at a at a, at a battle to come. You know, and, and and it looks like this place is on a hill and it's it, it's quite. You know, small, and I can tell that these guys are all um, just like swordsmen or whatever. I was like, well, I'm gonna need a, I'm gonna need a fuck ton of <laughs> cavalry to get in there, so I gotta go off and find the guys that can train the cavalry. And and I'm like, this game is amazing, but it's I'm so slow at it because it's PC. It's like this thing where it you can pause or fast forward it depending. I always have a pause. I'm like, no, this is happening way too quick for me. I've lost. <laughs> I've lost all my archers. And but it's it like it's a total fresh perspective on a strategy game and I have to say those I don't know if you guys ever played any of the, the, the Total War games no, at all. No. no.
1: no. I'm familiar with them. Yeah, uh, I, I see the ads for them all the time, but I've never played. And any.
0: it's quite cool because it's that thing where you can you can play it in two ways. You can zoom your camera out completely, and and you can zoom in like down. super close, like yes. on the battlefield, right? And you can yeah. see them all, which yeah. is which is class. But like, there's that zooming out and kind of being in control of the battlefield. And then sometimes when like the siege was kind of, I remember the first town that I uh, besieged and then went into the actual town to rid, um, you know, get rid of the last enemies. I was pretty much guaranteed win at that stage so I was just zooming down the streets watching my guys like some of my dudes having a sword fight with other guys and spearmen getting wrecked by my cavalry I was like this game is fantastic but it's just too much for me to watch it's like a kid in a candy store I'm like I don't know where to look next <laughs> there's way too much going on so I've only gotten I would say maybe 3-4 hours into that game and a couple of fights but Total War is a strategy game has opened my eyes up to a totally different style of strategy game which I thought was like not dead for me but i never thought i'd be into it but mm. i think the fact that it's the three kingdoms era like i know this i know the history's running i'm like this is this is cool as shit i love this game but i think that's kind of good good hustle on strategy games fellas i'm kind of thinking is there anything here left that i did well, not if if i may while well, you're like of thinking course through there yeah. i
2: love it um i'd love to just quickly go back to yuri's revenge the expansion of Redler 2 yeah and uh, just because this is like for me, anyway, like, the highlight of the the series completely. Like, it is an expansion, so you need Red Alert 2, and then you can play Yuri's Revenge. Um, it's just fantastic. So it's the same as the first or as the second game, Red Alert. You've still got access to the Russians and the Allies, but then you also get access to Yuri's forces. And I didn't talk about this earlier, but this is, like, for me, anyway, this is, like, the best thing you could ever do, like, when I was playing games as a, as a young'un. Like, you could get, um like, every every like country or whatever have like a specialty that they can do. But Yuri's different. Like Yuri's specialty is that you can create a Yuri, but you could also create cloning vats. So you could get like a Yuri prime and then the cloning vat would also create another Yuri prime. And what you could then do with this Yuri is absolutely break the game you could literally send Yuri and the other way like in these uh, games you can like click on the building and it'll just select the building Hmm. if you have Yuri selected and instead of just clicking the building if you hold control and click that building he'll use his mind control on the building and you can just sell it select the next (laughs) building, sell it, next building, sell it, or select a barracks and just start building troops in the enemy's base. Your own troops. You You, you you can build, like, because that becomes your building. So you just create that as your primary, like, barracks. And then when you start creating soldiers and you've got two Yuri Primes, so you've got maybe a barracks and you've got their war factory. So you've got tanks and troops coming out. And, like absolutely game-breaking but the most fun game yeah. to play because <laughs> of it because
0: you could do that with um uh, engineers i think were the closest i ever got to do that yeah. where you would have to weaken a building enough for an engineer to go in there and then he would take it over and make it your own building in command and conquer
2: y- no if your building was damaged the engineer would fix it,
0: but if you sent an
2: engineer and he could get into the enemy's building, he would take over it straight away. But what would tend to happen is, especially in the early games, the computers would build like walls around their their building to yeah. stop that, or they just have dogs patrolling. Yeah. So it'd be up to you to kind of maybe get close and destroy the wall with some troops. And when and there's like a send clear path, send in your boy and keep him safe while he's running. That was that,
0: that, that like um, infiltration, that sort of infiltration in, in, in the Command and Conquer games was class because you would literally like be building your troops inside mm-hmm. their base. And it was this thing of like, it was this rush to be like, I need to build th- the tank real quick or this infantry guys yeah. because I'm getting blasted now myself because the moment you appear in there, you're immediately a target for everything that's Just in that base. Just yeah. Yeah, yeah and that then, was great fun.
2: So with that as well, like um, with that expansion on the ally side, you could get spies and spies were the same as engineers except let's say you sent a spy to an enemy's barracks. You got access to every unit, uh, every unit that that barracks could build with that enemy faction's team, so you. Oh, I remember the spies. Yeah, yeah. if you took yeah. if you were an ally and you took a Russian soldier, you, you could kind of, start creating Borises and yes. shit like that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if you did the same thing to Yuri's control, you could start. I don't know about Yuri Prime because he was like the main one, but mm-hmm. you could do like uh, Sonya. She was like a sniper. The Brutes and all these kind of yeah, characters, yeah. and like like the update, it was just a DLC or an expansion, and it just it was like xcom 2 war of the chosen just absolutely stepped the game up to another tier of just quality and again for me that's just like the height of the genre like i, yeah. I like there's probably better strategy games out there before and after
1: but for me it's just like
2: all the games
1: will be after <laughs> yeah, yeah. just speaking of all these uh games that we have been so fond of over the years the starcraft warcraft wasteland command and conquer age mm-hmm. of Empires. All the industry big wigs that were involved in making that game are currently, they've created a new company called Frost Giant Studios, mm-hmm. and they're only focusing on a single game with one goal in mind. The game's called Stormgate, and they just want to create the greatest RTS ever made. Stormgate. Like, yeah, they're currently doing that, and i fucking so excited for it. Man. And do you
0: think they'll
2: deliver
1: I absolutely think they'll deliver.
2: I looked into it a little bit just because I didn't know anything about it. I looked into it and apparently it's like 25% of every other genre of that is going to be in it. So like roughly speaking, like you've played one of those 25% games, so it should
0: satisfy you. To to a a degree, because I've watched, they had um, uh, an announcement trailer that I watched that was quite Vague again, mm-hmm. it was just. I mean, it's a trailer, so it's a CGI thing of a, obviously yeah. setting up the story, but it's quite vague. And I think you had mentioned to me that, say well, that this it's... isn't getting enough hype. Um, but I'm quite, I mean, like that if it's from the, the makers of your most favorite and greatest strategy games of the past, yeah, it's got to be good, right? And mm-hmm. it, it's
1: hard to showcase uh, like an RTS through a trailer, yes. right? Because it's not going to be focused on yeah. like the campaign well, I would, yeah exactly I'd it's prefer a, um, in, in a
0: sense like that for an announcement game like that I'd prefer a gameplay trailer as opposed to
1: exactly to, to, see, yeah, to see what I'm getting into yeah. whereas if
0: I know I'm getting into a narrative based game and I see this, this CGI trailer that's kind of setting up the story yeah. I'm like either I do or I don't like this yeah. if you're talking about a, a strategy what's going on in this cutscene Pointless. Means absolutely, yeah, it's pointless. It means little, absolutely nothing. The
2: little dialogue that says "not actual game footage" should be a big giveaway to yeah, you that yeah, this yeah, is yeah. like this, a this ad. won't be what you're playing at all. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, so we got that to look forward to, um, and I guess to kind of finish up. And again, I'm putting you guys in the spot. But if you had to pick a favorite all-time favorite strategy game, what would it? What would it be?
2: I think I kind of like explained just there with Yuri's Revenge. Yeah, Yuri's Revenge.
0: Because yeah. I, I, I felt a lot of, a lot of passion for oh, me there, column. I was like, so much, I gotta ask this, yeah. I got to ask this question. What about you, Chris?
1: Tough, tough, tough. I haven't played it in a long time, but it still has a very special, nostalgic place in my heart, and that's Warcraft 2. Uh, specifically with the expansion, Beyond the Dark Portal. Mm-hmm. Nice, it's, nice. Yeah, I, th- I th- think that would have to I be
0: think it. for me, it's got to be Civ 6, and I'm super pumped because they did come out recently, and, they did and Civ 7 is yeah. in development. Ooh, very but good. But Civ 6 as a... And of me thinks that, like... Because there's so much... I mean, I talked about Total War there and kind of what's involved. And what's involved in Total War is kind of like the strategy in the middle of battle. Mm -hmm. But with the likes of Civ Six, for those who haven't played it, there's a number of ways you can win win the game. You can get a religious win, a cultural win, a scientific win, a domination win. All all these kind of different... There's just so many different ways to play it. But it's so um, intricate in terms of how you go through each of those. Like, depending... I'm going to create the greatest religion that ever existed and it's going to take over the world and that's how I win but you have to make all of these steps like and and everything has to be the moment you start a game you need to say to yourself okay based on my starting point what's my quickest option and I love that like that in-depth every and playing it loads and Kevin taught me a lot about it because there was a lot of things that I just didn't get I was just playing through the game and just Trying to figure things out, but he was explaining things to me about oh no no if you build on these hills it's two production and that'll help you get X Y and Z. I was like oh my mm, god yeah. <laughs> there's a whole <total laughs> other level to this game I didn't get, Day-time. but that has to be that has to be mine I think. And um, well fellas that was that was strategy, was strategy well, games.
2: Before we totally wrap it up, can I just uh, throw out a couple more little things? Of course you can. Oh excellent. Well thank you for having me again. Let me uh, talk my smack. Um, so, we never talked about it, but something that I'm super excited about, and maybe I'll talk about something I'm super excited about and something I'm super disappointed with. Oh, yes. Because, all right, what I'm excited for is the up-and-coming Advance, War, Advance Wars reboot. We never reboot mentioned Advance Wars, you're right. We yeah. and I'm super excited about it, but... So it, like it's a mixture of super excitement towards this game and I can't wait for it to come out I think it's due at the end of the month
0: April 21st I believe the and it's
2: been pushed back multiple times now and yeah. I know this because right after Christmas I got a voucher for like the Nintendo store and I was like well that's getting used for Advance Wars I need a new strategy game I need something fun to play Yeah,
0: and I went straight
2: on to the store and I was like it's not here it was an interesting <laughs> choice
0: because I think that was the, the reason that and admirable that they, admirable that they did it but it you know, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it made a whole lot of sense. But I think they delayed it because of the Ye- war in Ukraine. Yeah, I heard
1: But that. you still
0: have the games like Battlefield and Call of Duty coming out, uh, no the- problem. And it's kind of like I think they might have shot themselves in the foot here a little bit mm-hmm. because that's kind of like delaying the game. And it's like it's cartooned. You know what I mean? It's cartoon. There's no violence in it. And you know, one of my favorite things about that playing it originally was that when your infantry went up against your infantry and they shoot at each other, your infantry you would just like get thrown. Away. They get yeah. thrown out of the levels. <laughs> so there was no, there was no violence, no blood. It's all like just cartoon yeah, hilarity. Yeah. You know, Um. So what are you disappointed you're just disappointed that it's been delayed or something else? Well, you're I was by?
2: disappointed it was delayed because it ultimately made me choose a different strategy game over it, which was Fire Emblem Engage. Oh. And I came from playing Three Houses, yep. which I loved. I adored it. I love a lot of the older games like uh, Path of Radiance with Ike, mm-hmm. um, going back to like the Sacred Stone with Erica and Ephraim. Like I played through a lot of them, they're great. This new game it's got a cool feature in it with these emblem rings and you can summon forth like past heroes of different games but the problem with it is two things one the story is crap uh, like it's it's awful like it's it's without meaning um, the old school kind of like permadeath faction you can leave that on you can turn it off but then, like, you just get so many characters all the time that you should only play it with permadeath off. Like, it's there's, like, way too many characters. You will never be able to train them all up. Yeah. um and there's just so many negative things working towards it in terms of what they came from yeah. so they came from tree houses where the relationship stuff was fucking amazing yeah. like it was absolutely on point you could like you were the teachers so you were able to train up your your yeah, uh, classes units with and people, stuff yeah Yeah. you could amazing. like if you wanted to, a sword user to train up in the lance you put them in a lance training class with a good professor who can teach that really well it was really really detailed really good the relationships were brilliant you know you get people up to s in this game, the relationships are very boring and vague. You can also get relationships with your emblems, so you could have a conversation with Ike, and the conversation is like one line of dialogue. It's like, "Wow, Ike, you're really strong." He's like, "Thanks, I train a lot." It's and it's, that's it. Like. It's so
0: it's so stupid because it's it's to me it's so clearly a cash grab in oh. that like there's been no effort. Like three houses. Don't get me wrong. You you can play that game. Th- you know three times but you're essentially playing the same essentially yeah. the same story and on Unless, mostly the same maps
2: without any going into any spoilers but if you select one house you do have a very different route of gameplay yes. that you get to play through yes. uh, i did that on my second playthrough and more it was enjoyable. quite fun to see that difference but if you made the mistake of maybe picking Red uh, and blue, yeah, red, that's just like blue and yellow or whatever like that, yeah. and they're just being like, well, what are the difference between these two houses? There's basically very, none, very little, you know?
0: but they still had the the effort. But I I remember seeing the announcement trailer on the N- Nintendo Direct ages ago for uh, Fire Emblem Engage, and by the look of the protagonist alone, yeah. I was like oh, this is a lazy game. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at this guy with his white and red hair or this girl because, you, you know, you can choose... Yeah, you choose blue and red, cup. I think it is. blue and red yeah. hair. I was like this. I, I Just looking at the character alone, I was like, this is going to be a he, lazy he, game. Yeah. He looked
1: like a character right out of Pokemon uh, Violet and Scarlet because yeah. Violet and Scarlet hair. Just, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> moving
2: like, off fuck? strategy, but he will most likely become the next Smash Bros character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll be the main character for no the Smash Bros. There's no more characters, game, but they'll is, do it for him. Yeah, they'll have
1: a surprise announcement. Yeah. yeah Guess what? One more character, <laughs> like and it's fucking Fire Emblem. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> that was the worst. Yeah, that was a, a, a disappointing in that because I enjoyed Three Houses so much. And I think I was talking to, to Craig about this, and he would said that, no, no, that was about the normal production time from getting one Fire Emblem game to the other. I thought Engage came out quite quickly after Three Houses I in my mind. I think so, it did as well, yeah. But it, it, too quickly in that, like, it, the games have so much... To offer because there was that that they it's literally they've got a good one a dud a good one a dud which is kind of annoying because they had uh, awakening which was great and the one after that was the one with Karen in it and yeah. Karen's a. Uh that whole thing where you have you can play as the good guys the bad guys or the neutral party it was kind of like the precursor to three houses and Mm -hmm. that was kind of a meh game as well so there's uh, that there's that aspect of it as well where the the strategy aspect of those games is great but they're just getting lazy with them.
2: yeah and every so often they keep on changing up the formula which is like totally fine i get it but like traditionally the triangle the weapons triangle would be like lances beat uh swords swords beat axes axes beat lances yeah you know it might actually be different than that but like that's usually the tradition and some of the games have just kind of changed that formula around a little bit just to kind of change things up and sometimes they do it well sometimes they don't engage try to put in some extra features that like you know you boost up your effects by equipping ike to this character and blah 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 but the execution of how it all went down, I think, was done just super poorly. Yeah. Uh, like, in comparison to how great I taught Houses was, this is just a massive kind of like, Let well, we don't them. really know what yeah. we want to do, so why don't we just get every character that's ever been, put them into a game, throw a story around that, and... Bob's your uncle. Yeah. Imagine
1: Pokemon came out and said, uh, you know what? Water is no longer strong against fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it, why actually why only not? been
0: ice. Ice is good against fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah, I, and it's a pity because like that, uh, the, the laziness in that, I think it looks great. The game looks better than Three Houses. I think you were saying the maps and stuff like that could be a bit a bit better. But, yeah. but this isn't a review of Engage. But mm. in a nutshell, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's very Night disappointing again. if you have yet
2: to buy it and you were on the fence it's been out for ages so if you're on the fence stay on that fence yeah. uh or jump over to the other side and get advanced Wars reboot camp when re-boot it comes camp. out One which and two. is
0: april 420 who knows 21st right? you're a day late oh uh, uh. so that's it that's it for strategy chris colin thank you so much for popping on and giving me your views on strategy games it's uh, been
2: your pleasure, Darren. It has <laughs> been my pleasure. You're right, You're it welcome. has been.
0: And before we go, uh, we're hopping on to do a post show after this, which won't be available on Spotify. In order to get, get a listen to our new post shows, you'll have to go to patreon.com forward slash Gaming, And for the price of a coffee a month, you can have a listen to our post shows and bonus content.
2: Can I also say if you are lactose intolerant or you can't drink coffee because of IBS related issues, you could also treat us to a tasty sandwich.
0: Sure, <laughs> for the price of a tasty sandwich, yeah. you can join the join the tier on, on Patreon. Yeah, you're right, Calum. I, I, I need to think of everybody. When yeah, I, when be I progressive. Come I yeah. on, yeah. I got on. <laughs> <I> Get <like, laughs> out of the dark of ages. Thing. with so, your coffee, yeah. drink, and yeah. love. out okay for this guys, yeah, sorry, sorry. Girls. Yeah, also uh, coming up on the podcast, our next week will be our news week for February. So if you're excited to hear what kind of big news items came into February, uh, tune in next week and you'll get a listen to that and uh, yeah you want to just hit us up on uh, twitter for anything anything you think we won't be interested in just just tweet it tweet at us at (laughs) gift of gaming (laughs) pod i'll never get it chris i'll never get it i I need to go back to the emails man this this social media is already too hard but listen guys uh thank you for joining me chris thank you for joining me and for all our listeners keep enjoying the gift that is gaming peace out guys